Hello, and welcome to the Wounded Under Shepherds podcast. This is your host, Dr. Bill Scott. If you're listening for the first time, I'd like to welcome you. I would encourage you to go back, however, and listen to the initial uh, podcasts. As always, this podcast is based upon Hebrews 6.10. There the writer uh, of Hebrews encouraged the early believers to remember that God keeps uh, a record of service done to his people and will justly reward them in due time. While not written specifically to pastors, the principle and the promises are the same. So may I encourage you, brother, to know that the ministry you do or have done to God's people will not escape the Lord's attention. Of course, this applies to ministry done for God's glory and not for selfish gain or purposes. In a previous podcast, episode 12, uh, entitled Beware of Bitterness, the issue that you and I can struggle with is bitterness. I dealt with some of the dangers of bitterness in that episode and how to deal with bitterness. And may I remind you that bitterness can be very subtle. In this episode, I want to deal with a closely associated uh, issue, and that is with the issue of forgiveness. So the title of the podcast today is Biblical Forgiveness or Finding Biblical Forgiveness. In order for you and I to be spiritually healthy, it's necessary to deal honestly with our woundedness. How, uh, allow me to, to stress that, forgiveness comes only through the power of the Holy Spirit as you and I surrender our desires for revenge or anger or bitterness or hatred or whatever it is, there must come that point in which we willfully surrender it to the Lord and through the power of the Holy Spirit, uh, He will aid us. This episode acknowledges that our need to bring our anger and desire for revenge and our woundedness to the one, that's with a capital O, who can aid us in releasing others. Obviously, uh, you and I, we play a part in forgiving those who have purposefully wounded us, but it is through the power of the Holy Spirit as we give Him preeminence in our lives that forgiveness occurs. So you will eventually hear the matter of forgiving others uh, broached. Uh, Do a search online and you will find numerous authors Uh, who have written uh, about forgiving others. And why do so many authors and pastors preach on forgiving others? Could it be that the majority of Christians struggle with this matter? I would uh, hunch, my hunch would be yes, many of us do struggle. Do you groan in your spirit when uh, you hear the model prayer quoted regarding forgiving those uh, who have sinned against us, that we forgive our debtors as we forgive or we forgive our the debts of others. Uh, and do you and I uh, wince in our spirits when we hear Jesus say, 
if you don't forgive others uh, their trespasses, neither will your Father forgive your trespasses, uh, found in Matthew uh, chapter 6. Why do so many struggle with forgiving others? Is it because deep wounds, especially those that were done with cold calculating intention, impact the very fiber of our being? Please remember, this podcast is dedicated to those under-shepherds and their families who have answered God's call to serve God's people, only to be traumatized deeply. I'm not talking about your everyday slights or mild offenses, somebody hurt your feelings. I'm not talking about that at all. I'm talking to those men of God and their families who have suffered deep emotional or physical trauma. If you have no idea what I'm talking about, brother, then praise God that you don't. I hope you never do, and I say that sincerely. Every pastor should read the true story recorded in a book entitled The Devil in Pew Number 7. The author of this book, Rebecca Nichols Alonso, she recounts the heart-rending story of how a man in the church that her father pastored used various tactics of intimidation to run her father off. Pastor Nichols refused to be intimidated and eventually the man killed him. All of that because the man felt threatened and wanted to control the church. If you've never read this book, I truly encourage you to read it. How could this pastor's daughter ever forgive a monster like that? Yet, by the grace of God, she did. The devil loves to trip us up. He uses every opportunity to create confusion, sow seeds of doubt, and torment us with his fiery darts of accusation. So how can we forgive? I believe one of the reasons believers struggle with this issue so much is in the realm of feelings. If you've been the target of someone or a group that has slandered or assassinated your character in order to get rid of you, do you think you will ever forget the deep sting associated with such wickedness? Empty cliches like forgive and forget They really only muddy the water, in my personal opinion. They're just an empty cliché. That's all they are. Do you think that a child or adult that has been violated or molested will ever forget the trauma associated uh, with that experience or experiences? Events that result in deep emotional and psychological trauma can never be forgotten. But through the grace of God and the help of the Holy Spirit, you and I can forgive. I know a pastor, uh, without naming names, uh, he and his family um, uh, lived in total fear as they were literally threatened with physical violence by uh, some folks in the church that he was pastoring. He was uh, preaching the Word of God and Uh, Some of the folks of a small group, they took offense to um, the scriptures and uh, they literally threatened him with physical harm. Uh, 
I wish I could sit here and say that's not true, but it is true. And brother, unfortunately, it happens all too often. I know we don't want to think that way of the church, but it does occur. So to reiterate, I believe one of the reasons that Christians struggle with the issue of forgiving is due to the confusing emotions associated with the offense or the trauma. From biblical releasing others from their debts, feelings are deep and real. We need to realize this and uh, not uh, place pseudo spirituality. We did. We just need to be be honest about the genuine emotions associated with with trauma. Uh, feelings are deep and they're real. Therefore, because you and I associate the wrong with our feelings, we struggle. I hope I'm making sense. Many years ago, a dear friend. Uh, to lead a spiritual renewal services at the church I was pastoring at the time. And as a true friend who uh, we had known one another uh, since our college days many years ago, he could sense that I was in anguish uh, due to some past wounds that I had, in, had incurred. He never rebuked me but lovingly confronted me. He never shamed me or scolded me or pointed his finger in condemnation at me. He never beat me over the head with Bible verses. Rather, he listened. God used him to help me understand the process of biblical forgiveness. Up to that point, I'd often prayed and asked God to help me forgive because I knew in my heart I needed to forgive people, but I didn't really know how. I didn't understand the biblical process. And you may be saying, well, you were a pastor. How could you not have known? Well, believe it or not, uh, being a pastor doesn't mean you have all the answers. And so therefore, God used this brother uh, to help me greatly. He helped me to understand that uh, praying a prayer of God help me to forgive so-and-so isn't going to cut it. That day, I discovered that forgiveness requires a conscious choice. I also dis, uh, discussed that biblical forgiveness isn't a once-and-done deal. Often it requires numerous ongoing events. Before I share steps to biblical forgiveness, allow me to share what forgiveness is not. Forgiveness is not an exercise in forgetting. As I quoted earlier, the silly cliche of forgive and forget, like that's really going to happen? I don't think so. Forgiving is not uh, making excuses for the wrong behavior of an individual or the group. It isn't saying, oh, that's okay, kind of an attitude. Forgiveness is not saying what was done to you was okay. Forgiveness is not superficial spirituality that pretends to forgive. I'm sure you can probably think of others. So how do I forgive genuinely, biblically forgive? Perhaps you will find it easier 
if you substitute the word forgive with the word release. That is what forgiving really is, after all. It is releasing the person or persons and the offense to God. So here uh, are several steps that I remember from many years ago, the brother that helped me. And so I just share this. I'm not saying this is um, comprehensive in nature. There may be other things. But these are the three main things that God used that brother to help me understand what true biblical forgiveness was. Number one, you acknowledge your hurt before God. Now you may think that's a no-brainer, but it's important to bring your pain and your wounds specifically. You need to name them one by one. And you need to do this out loud. Of course you're going to want to be somewhere private where no one can hear you. But it is very important that you name your raw emotions to the Lord. Just get alone with the Lord and just tell God all about it. And name the names. Now, I'm going to caution you here. Don't rush through this. Because if you just rush through this, this little formula ain't going to help you if you don't deal honestly and truthfully with your pain. So take your time. If it takes you hours, then take hours. And if you genuinely want to release someone, if you genuinely want to be free yourself from the bondage of bitterness and everything that goes with that, you have to take time. So take your time and deal honestly with this. Name the person or group. It doesn't matter how many years ago it was. If you're in bondage to unforgiveness, you're in bondage, brother. Listen, I'm I'm not preaching at you. I'm talking from experience. I know I was in bondage many years and didn't even realize it. So number one, acknowledge the hurt before God. Name the person or the group. Tell God all of the feelings that are associated with this. Name the sins or name the wrongs that were done to you. Name them out loud. This isn't having a pity party. This isn't feeling sorry for yourself. It is a genuine step toward finding biblical forgiveness, giving biblical forgiveness, and experiencing the cleansing and the freedom that can come from giving your genuine hurt to God. Pour your complaint out before the Lord, and as I've already said, do this out loud. Now, let me caution you here. The enemy is going to try to tell you. He will put thoughts in your mind like, Oh, this is nonsense. This is silly. Do it anyway. Do it anyway, brother. Take the courage to do what needs to be done. Number two, confess your unwillingness or your inability to forgive. As believers, 
you and I know that Jesus has commanded, the Word of God commands us, that we are to forgive. And we've been told by Jesus in the model prayer that if we don't forgive others their sins against us, their trespasses, then God isn't going to forgive us. Now this has nothing to do with one's salvation. This has to do with one's fellowship with God. We cannot harbor, willfully harbor, hatred and bitterness in our heart toward people and expect to be spiritually healthy. And, and here is where the emotions trip us up because we can't forget the hurt that was real, especially if you were physically harmed or your family was harmed or you were, I mean, treated, if you'll forgive the colloquialism, treated worse than a dog. Uh, you're not going to forget those emotions that are deeply embedded in you. But biblical forgiveness doesn't have anything to do with feelings. And you may say, what? Well, just hang on. Confess your unwillingness or your inability to forgive. Number three, choose obedience. This is where will trumps emotions. The will supersedes our emotions. We must make a conscious choice to be obedient to God. Now, we have emotions. We can't deny those emotions. We will never forget the hurt that we may have encountered, whether it was through uh, physical harm or threats of physical harm to you or your family. Uh, it, it, you're not going to forget all those emotions associated with betrayal and backstabbing and backbiting and perhaps the slandering of your name or the assassination of your character just as a means to get rid of you as the pastor. You're never going to forget those emotions because those hurt deeply. But you and I can choose to forgive, to release. So we must choose. We must engage the will over our emotions. So after you have acknowledged your pain and all the raw emotions associated with this toward this person or this group uh, and any unwillingness to forgive, then you must choose to release the person or persons into God's hands. As I said earlier, releasing someone into God's hands is not saying, oh, what they did to me is okay. It wasn't. Wickedness is never okay in God's eyes. And God is the one who will repay. Vengeance is mine. I will repay, thus saith the Lord. Now, I went to seminary with a brother. And even when I talk about it, though that was many years ago, back in the early 90s, uh, even when I talk about it today, it still hurts my heart for him. Yes, he was responsible for what he did. I'm not making excuses for any wrong he did. But he was pastoring a church. And whatever happened, happened. And in a meeting, he took a golf club and literally beat. I don't know if it was the, I don't remember if it was the chairman of the deacons or a deacon. He literally took a golf club to and almost killed them. 
he went to prison for five years, I believe, if I remember correctly. His emotions took over, and I don't know all the details of that event. However, brother, I'm saying that you and I, we must choose, we must choose to forgive. Don't downplay your emotions. Don't pretend you don't have them. Don't pretend, oh, well, you know what so-and-so did to me. They cut my throat, but that's all okay. Don't lie to yourself that way. Don't allow the enemy to cause you to lie to yourself that way. Own the feelings for what they really are, and then choose to give them to the Lord. Okay? So, here's a prayer that I found helpful, my friend. This is a prayer uh, and a process that that he helped me with many years ago. And I hope this will help you as well. Again, as I said earlier, this isn't necessarily all comprehensive, but it's definitely a step in the right direction. And it really, really helped me. Okay, so here's the suggested prayer. And you can use your own words. But here's a prayer that I've written out. Holy Father, I come before you acknowledging my anger, my fears, all the raw emotions associated with what was done to me or my family, as an act of my will, in obedience to you, I choose to entrust and put the person's name, speak the person's name out loud or the group's name out loud, I choose to entrust whoever it is into your hands I choose to release him or her or them, whichever the case is, into your just hands. You know all the hurt and you know all the wrong that was done to me or my family. You know all that is involved. But at this moment, I choose to obey you. I choose to release this person or this group into your hands and know that you are just and will bring revenge in your own perfect holy way. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, brothers, I'm going to tell you, you will have to work through this process. It's not going to be a once and done. Sometimes, because of the deeper the trauma, the deeper the emotions associated with the wrong against you or your family, it may require multiple times of you continuing to bring this to the Lord, acknowledge your struggle, but willfully choosing to obey. Now, for some of you listening, this may think, well, Dr. Scott, that's a no-brainer. Well, for those who it isn't a no-brainer, like myself, uh, it was freeing. God used that brother to help set me free. Am I perfect at this? No. And you're not going to be either. But it is a process that will lead toward biblical forgiveness so that when we lay our head on the pillow at night, if we have genuinely brought our complaint to the Lord, we've genuinely poured our heart and our hurts out to God, acknowledging it all, uh, 
and we have willfully chosen to be obedient to the Father, that means we engage our will rather than our emotions, God is going to see that, and God God will always bless those who genuinely desire to honor Him and to be obedient to His work. So let me pray for you, brother. Father God, uh, I come, Lord, not as one who has arrived far from it, Lord. Father, forgiveness is an issue that many of us struggle with. And Lord, we, as your under-shepherds, Lord, uh, we're supposed to have it all together, and Lord, we don't. Lord, we stand in need of your grace. And Lord, help us to know that that's okay. We don't have to have all the answers. We don't have to be perfect. We don't have to have arrived because, Lord, that isn't going to occur until we literally enter your holy presence. But, Lord, I pray for that brother who may be listening and, Lord, who may be struggling greatly in his spirit, knowing that he needs to forgive but not quite knowing how. Lord, would you help that brother Lord, as you sent a brother many years ago to help me, Lord, you desire that we be free, and Lord, that we be obedient. We ask this in the powerful name of our Lord Jesus. Amen. May God bless you, my brother.